2: All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold, right here on pain.tv slash gold, and you are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Friday, and you're saying, why is Dustin putting out a show on Friday night that goes into Saturday morning? I have decided, as long as there aren't any uh, extreme circumstances. Um, I'm going to basically broadcast seven days a week, folks. I'm putting out, I'm trying to put out a two-hour show seven days a week. And the reason why I'm doing that is because I feel like there is just so much information that has been bottled up inside me over the years that I need to share it all with you. And the only way to be able to do this is to go seven days a week. Uh, As a consumer of information, of content, of research, of journalism, of knowledge, I would listen to people like uh, Whitney Webb, uh, Jason Burmis, Patrick Wood, uh, Johnny Vedmore. Uh, even Sam Tripoli's Tinfoil Hat and some of the other programs he has. But there just wasn't enough content for me. And so I would sit there and listen to one podcast a week from these folks or two if I was lucky, and it just wasn't enough. So I said, you know, somebody's got to just take this bull by the horns and run with this information. There is so much to untangle when it comes to the technocratic transhumanists that I can talk about it all day long. So I talked to Commander Moore over at the Thomas Payne podcast, Payne.tv slash gold today. And uh, apparently everything's looking good. I appreciate you guys tuning in. As you may notice, we are releasing the shows now. The new show comes out at midnight, and then it also re-airs at 8.15 p.m. the next day, for those of you that missed it. And then I've also been doing what's called the Dustin Gold Nugget, which is um, a short 10-15 minute clip, which is like an abbreviation of a dummy's guide to the full show that would be dropping at midnight. And I put that out around eight o'clock as well. So that way it gives you guys a heads up on what's coming. And then if you're behind, as many of you are, have told me you're listening to the shows two and three times and taking notes. That way you can listen to the 10 minute clip and then bookmark it so you can go back and listen to the full show later. So we've been putting that out there. I think Mike's been running those over at the Thomas Payne podcast as well. So everything's looking good. We're growing. You guys are obviously sharing the show With your family and friends and i greatly appreciate that seriously without you i obviously would just be sitting here talking to a wall or talking to my computer screens and my light box that you can see in my glasses right now so it's going well folks and i appreciate you going over to apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to the show leaving a five-star review and a comment it does help us and for all of you who've joined pain.tv slash gold Uh, I could never thank you enough for that. That truly shows that you're on board with this podcast. If not, you're listening to it on the free side, and you're dealing with the ads that are attached by the syndicator, and so that helps as well, and I do appreciate that. All right, so all is good. Talk to Commander Payne today. Everything fantastic. I talked to Maria Albanese, co-host of Fridays and Thomas Payne Podcast, a little bit about direction. She's kind of helping me shape some of the thoughts going on in my mind, some of the stories the articles, the research that we're doing over here. I talked to a friend of mine who is gonna start working on the outline for the book I had mentioned yesterday. And then I talked to another colleague about doing some copywriting, maybe to expand on some of the content we're covering here. And then also I've been having an ongoing conversation with a talent booker who's trying to get some of the talent that he represents on the show as guests. And that'll be quite interesting because from what I could see is they look like technologists so maybe they could come on here and change my mind otherwise uh at least you guys will learn um about some more technologies that are in development so i'm open to that i said i would be open to any guests Uh, i can hold my own and i think you'll at least be entertained by those conversations and then right across the way here behind my light box i got another half of this room i'm working on setting up into another studio with two old antique chairs i'm into antique stuff with like a lamp in the middle and i want to start having some guests locally come in and sit there but while i'm building that I also had to build the show, I'm trying to get the numbers up to justify me starting to bring uh, guests into the studio. But I think that's going to be a lot of fun because I know some interesting scientists and engineers that I do not agree with. But I'd like to bring them on and then allow you to listen to them and see where they are coming from, folks, where they are coming from. Okay. so before we jump back into Dr. Charles Morgan III, uh, that's what we ended on last night, I am going to talk a little bit more About the Super Soldier program, with some information I want to share with you. I touched on this yesterday, uh, and I told you that there was going to be more coming. So let's jump right back into this uh, before we get back into Dr. Charles Morgan and then eventually Dr. James Giordano who Maria Albanese is digging on uh, and getting me more information as well because this story just gets crazier and crazier, but this ties into the prison planet technocracy that these transhumanist weirdos are building, folks. They are building it and we need to know about it. All right. So we're over at the BBC.com. This story is The Myth and Reality of the Super Soldier. And this was written in February 2021. I'm going to go a little bit faster pace with this stuff because I want to get into this short video I found of uh, Dr. Adam Hench. Uh, I think it's Henschke, Henschke. Um, I want to show you that video where he is talking about the super soldier programs. And what I'm just trying to, to illustrate to you as we learn about the technology is that our government, the United States government, through various departments in the military, uh, are actually building this super soldier program. And as I showed you yesterday, we're talking about biological enhancements to a human coupled with an Iron Man exoskeleton suit. And so this is really going on they're actually talking about it openly and this all ties back into what's going on in the you know the science world of the synthetic wombs of the genetic modification the gene splicing the dna altering mrna drugs you know all this is happening from all these different entities and institutions that surround us all of them that have the power and have the influence and have the money to do this stuff all right let's Let's look at this article on BBC, February 8th. It says, Is China trying to make its own version of Captain America? U.S. intelligence has suggested so, but beyond the hype, the possibility of a super soldier is not so outlandish and one that not just China is interested in. Now, you're going to see in this article, they're going to mention a couple different countries working on this. Now, I just want to... I just want to remind you, okay, I've said it before, but I will repeat this. Operation Paperclip was the program our intelligence community ran at the end of World War II, where we brought 1,500 that we know of, 1,500 Nazi scientists and engineers into this country and put them in charge of various government agencies and various government programs to bring the nazi tech over here the nazis that we claim were running eugenics programs and they were evil people and they were killing you know jews and everyone else and so then we brought those guys here to run programs now we did that under the narrative that we were trying to beat the russians to doing it because we feared they were going to do it and then with the coming cold war the united states and the russians in the cold war that we were going to be behind the eight ball because they were going to have access to all the nazi scientists now i think it was about a year later the russians started doing it so we actually beat them to the punch so we did something that we claim is horrible to beat someone else to it that didn't actually do it first. And so the same thing is going to happen here. When you talk about artificial intelligence, what the narrative has been over the last few years is that China's building it. We need to beat them to the punch. So we have to do it first. Now, I would say when you look at the world, the axis of evil, take Russia, China, United States. (laughs) All right. And there's others in that mix as well. I would say United Kingdom, Israel, a lot of these people that have power. And so they're all willing to play the boogeyman and we're willing to play the boogeyman when the time is right to allow each respective country to advance certain policies within their own countries or within our country by playing this boogeyman WWE wrestling the same way the Republicans and Democrats do it in Congress. The world leaders do it as well. So now we have the setup here that China is building this super soldier program. Okay. The article says, with deep pockets and a desire to get an edge, the world's militaries have often driven technological innovation from the state of the art to the humble. Take duct tape, for instance. Yes, duct tape, folks. Sometimes you have to wrap it around your head because it feels like it's going to explode. Uh, it goes on to say, it was the result of a suggestion, talking about duct tape, from an Illinois or, uh, ordnance factory worker who had sons serving in the Navy during World War II. Worried about soldiers under the fire fumbling with the flimsy paper tape, then used to seal ammunition boxes vesta stout had a solution a waterproof cloth tape she wasn't able to win the support of her supervisors but was more successful when she wrote to president roosevelt who instructed war producers to turn her idea into reality if military necessity can give us better sticky tape what else might it do Now, we saw the other day the example of the the gentleman that developed the self-sterilizing bags and then took that to DARPA, and then DARPA used it, all right? And then the next thing you know, he's running a program building super soldiers, so some of these stories are myths, but... They're nice, nice to believe in. Okay, it says here, announcing a new initiative in 2014, then President Barack Obama told journalists, basically, I'm here to announce that we're building Iron Man. And we saw that in the article yesterday, where we're going to expand on this. It says, there was laughter but obama was serious the u.s military had already begun work on the project a protective suit known as the tactical assault light operator suit talos a video game like promotional video showed the wearer bursting in on an enemy cell bullets ricocheting off the armor iron man was not to be five years on the initiative ended but makers hope individual components of the suit will have applications elsewhere so what we were told and i found this uh this is true i mean we were at least told that this program uh ended in and around uh, 2019 2020 okay but they believe components of it are going to be used in other projects so it goes on i mean if you're going to genetically modify a human into um, hulk into the incredible hulk you say, well, what, what do you need an exoskeleton suit for? But let's continue. It says, Exo- exoskeletons are just one of the promising technologies militaries are exploring to enhance their soldiers. Enhancement is nothing new. Since ancient times, troops have been bolstered by advancements in wepo- weaponry, kit, and training. But today, enhancement could mean much more than merely giving an individual soldier a better gun. It could mean altering the individual soldier all right altering the individual soldier that's where we're going to get into gene editing and such in 2017 russia's president vladimir putin warned that humanity could soon create something quote worse than a nuclear bomb end quote quote one may imagine that a man can create a man with some given characteristics not only theoretically but also practically he can be a genius mathematician a brilliant musician or a soldier a man who can fight without fear compassion regret or pain end quote you see now that's putin saying this I told you, they'll create the axis of evil. China, Russia, the United States, and we'll gladly play the boogeyman to each other. As you can see, over the last six, seven years in this country, it is the left who is supposed to be afraid of Russia. The right generally blames everything on China. So you have the Bidens involved with corruption with China, Trump saying, China, China, China's horrible people. China's horrible people, right? Horrible people, tiny people, cute people, horrible people. People. They always look like they're squinting, looking into the sun, like they're reading the fine print of an AT&T cell phone contract. China, horrible people, horrible people. And so then the right blames everything on China, even though Henry Kissinger, who worked for the United States, was the one who basically set China into motion the way it is in its current form. And then you have the left, who generally hates Russia because they pinned Russia to Trump and said that Trump was a spy for Russia. I am not in fact, Agent Orange, okay, which is what Putin calls me, Agent Orange. Unbelievable, folks, unbelievable. And so, you see, they all trade places, and everyone is willing to play the respective boogeyman to each other. All right, folks, think about that for a second. When we get back, we're going to blast through this article and move on to this great video I have for you on the real-life creation of super soldiers, the future of war. Right now, this is the future of of taking a break ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold
0: you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv
2: Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold of the Dustin Gold Standard. And we are right here at pain.tv slash gold. I have no fear, compassion, regret, or pain. I'm sorry, I do. That's my problem. If I didn't have any of those things, I would be a multi millionaire by now, ladies and gentlemen. But, uh, no, so you've got old pooty-poot there saying that uh, they could develop a soldier who could fight without fear, compassion, regret, or pain. Now, remember, this article is from February 2021, so beginning of last year. It goes on to say, last year, the former U.S. Director of National Intelligence, the DNI, John Ratcliffe, went further with a blunt accusation against China. Okay, He said, quote, China has even conducted human testing on members of the People's Liberation Army in hope of developing soldiers with biologically enhanced capabilities. There are no ethical boundaries to Beijing's pursuit of power, Ratcliffe wrote in the Wall Street Journal. China fired back and called the article a miscellany of lies folks you see remember at the beginning of covid when trump was saying china virus china virus it's the china virus china virus china 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 China, wu-tang flu ladies and gentlemen unbelievable believe me and so that's what he was saying but china had fired back then and said no it came out of fort detrick which happens to be a mile from me And Fort Detrick is where we actually ran MKUltra mind control experiments and developed biochemical weapons. uh, And lots of lab leaks came out. Uh, Fort Detrick, and so we also found out later that we had Fort Detrick scientists over in the Wuhan lab and such, so again, they're willing to play the respective boogeyman to each other's country so they can put them on TV, and the Chinese people are afraid of America, and China says, we have to do this, and people say, okay, and then they put China on TV over here and tell you to be afraid, and then you get on board with whatever they tell you has to be done. It's all problem reaction solution, folks. And so you're seeing that in this article right here. So the United States, Russia, and China throwing barbs at each other. So China said it was a lie. Asked if the new DNI, again, this is from 2021, Avril Haines shared her predecessor's assessment. Her office said she had not not commented, but pointed to statements by her warning of the threat posed by China. While the Biden administration has jettisoned much of Donald Trump's agenda, tensions with China are likely to remain a feature of U.S. foreign policy. Now, it says here, ambition versus reality. Okay, having a super soldier in the ranks is a tantalizing prospect for militaries imagine a soldier who could withstand pain extreme cold or the need to sleep but as american attempts to build quote iron man end quote show technological restraint can drag ambition down to earth okay goes on to say a 2019 paper from two U.S. academics said that China's military was, quote, actively exploring, end quote, such techniques as gene editing, exoskeletons and human-machine collaboration. The report was based primarily on comments from Chinese military strategists. Now, that was in 2019. I took a look at the paper. Eventually, we're going to circle back around to that, but not today, not on today's show. We have another paper we're going to show you instead. But... Uh, We go back in time to 2015, the article I showed you yesterday, where we were working on gene editing, exoskeletons, and human-machine collaboration. And as you'll see more in Dr. Charles Morgan III's video, his lecture, that we're already doing that stuff. So we point our finger at China and point our fingers at Russia and we say, you're horrible, you're doing this stuff. We're doing it too, folks. And so we're allowed to do it. Uh, They're not allowed to do it. No, they're all doing it. And so I don't know where the United States believes that they have the moral high ground here. I mean, why aren't they up on a stage calling for an international treaty to ban all this stuff? Well, because they all want it, folks. And at the end of the day, it's not so they can fight some kind of traditional war, okay, where they run across the battlefield and see whose Iron Man works better. Or they jump out of the bushes with Iron Man in a guerrilla war setting. Come on. Give me a break. This all ties into them building their Starship Enterprise Matrix prison planet. All right. It says here one of the authors, Elsa Kania, and this is of the um, China's military strategy paper, was skeptical about Mr. Ratcliffe's comments. Quote, It's important to understand what the Chinese military is discussing and aspiring to uh, acquiesce, but actually... Or, uh, sorry, I've got this cable hanging down, which I'm going to take care of on Sunday. And aspiring to actualize, but also to recognize the distance between those ambitions to the reality of where technology is at the moment, end quote, said Miss Kania, a senior fellow at the Center for a New American Security. Quote, even though militaries around the world may have quite a lot of interest in the possibility of super soldiers, at the end of the day what is feasible within science does impose a constraint on any actor that is trying to push the frontiers, end quote. Now, I would ask you, if they end up having technology to be able to grow a baby inside of a synthetic womb that has magical Marvel superhero powers, do you think they would do it? uh yeah yeah i do dustin does i don't know about you hopefully you're raising your hand out there because i don't put anything past these people as i've mentioned to Maria Albanese in conversations we are dealing with many scientists and engineers who are self-avowed atheists and i don't want to get into sort of organized institutional religion But I think once you remove the concept of God, the concept of a creator from the equation, then you end up landing into the Deepak Chopra New Age world of, you know, everything is nothingness. It's all just energy. And when that happens, then we just become a clump of cells. And so there are no morals and ethics. If you look at us as just a clump of cells, then you could do just about anything. Now, it's a very complicated thing to think about. Trust me, not just on this show, but I pondered this stuff. If you go for the trap of there is no God, there is no creator, we are just a clump of cells, then there really is no life and then there's no respect for life. And so then there's no morality, there's no civility around life. And if everyone's walking around believing they are God, we can just run around killing each other because we're just a pile of cells in a world of nothingness. It gets pretty dangerous. It's like going all the way back to the old days, smoking a joint in an empty field with a friend and staring up into the sky and trying to imagine how large the galaxy is. It'll just drive you crazy. So I always try to create kind of a starting point and an end point for myself. And I try to work within those two bookends, because if you go too far outside of that, you'll end up listening to Deepak Chopra. And the next thing you'll know, you just come from a world of nothingness and you'll think you could jump off a building and fly like Neo in the matrix. And I guarantee that won't happen. You'll just fall straight to the ground and splatter all over the sidewalk. Okay. This goes on to say Mr. Ratcliffe was referring to testing on adults. While some characteristics could be altered in adults using gene editing, changing the DNA of embryos would offer one of the most plausible routes to a, quote, super soldier, end quote. And see, this is why I brought this article in today, because now it's talking about the super soldier gene editing versus the Orchid biosciences embryo editing that we're talking about that we talked about. So you're seeing now the two worlds come together, the military and then supposedly this family health science. It goes on to say, Dr. Helen O'Neill, a molecular geneticist from University College London, said the question was more about whether scientists would be prepared to use this technology rather than whether it was possible. Now, you don't have to ask me twice. I think these scientists would do just about anything. Quote, the technologies of genome editing and its combination with assisted reproduction are becoming routine practices in uh, transgenics and agriculture. It's just a combination of the two for human use that is seen as unethical at the moment. Okay, so it's becoming routine practices in transgenetics and agriculture. And they're saying it's just a combination of the two for human use that is seen as unethical at the moment. But I believe they're doing it anyway. I mean, if someone knows a scientist or if you are a scientist and you want to come on here and talk about this stuff you know more about the you know biology side the science side of this than i do uh frankly i was very bored by science as a kid i'll be honest about that the technology stuff i have a grasp on the science stuff is a little over my head but come on here and talk about it i want to know where you think we should draw the line now i do have uh, a former engineer who is uh really against technology where it's gone and he believes the technology is going to destroy humanity i'm meeting with him again next week and i think i'll be able to get him to come on it's just some you know some people are very careful because they're not seeking fame and attention and they don't do podcasts and so to ask them to come on you're asking them to share part of their life and believe it or not there's a lot of people that don't actually want to do that Okay, this article says in 2018, Chinese scientist He Jinghui uh, made a stunning announcement. He had successfully altered the DNA in the embryos of twin girls to prevent them from catching HIV. Uh, This is interesting. The development brought outrage. Shutts gene editing work is banned in most countries, including China. It is normally restricted to discarded IVF embryos in vitro. We learned about that uh, yesterday or the show before. As long as they are destroyed immediately afterwards and not used to make a baby. Now... I will tell you about this. I have another guy, a geneticist, who I'd really like to get on, and I'm working on it. He worked on a Fort Dietrich, and he uh, worked for NIH, I believe. And so he is very familiar with this technology. When I met him about a year and a half ago, he had told me that he had actually reviewed the papers like the actual research done by this he Jiankui, and apparently i believe it was either two or three babies that this guy manipulated who actually now do not have the normal dna and this geneticist would have to explain this of a human so he believed there there was either two or three it might have been three when this guy was done that there were three Uh, beings born each of which had a different DNA sequence and each of the three were not human yeah it's interesting I mean this guy was serious business when he told me a year and a half ago he's a little clammed up now whether or not he wants to come out and talk about it publicly, but I would love, love, love to have him on because I think you guys would be blown away. Ladies and gentlemen, I need to blow away and take a short break when I come back. We'll finish up this article. We are almost done with it, but there's some more important stuff in here that you need to know about before we move on to the next piece. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. You are listening to pain.tv slash gold. Join us over there. It's a great community. And this, folks, this is the Dustin All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold, and I've been genetically modified. (laughs) No, I have not. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you're listening to Payne.tv slash gold. All right, folks, let's pop right back into this. We've got a ways to go. We're talking about uh, Xi Jinping. So this scientist uh, defended his finding, but it landed him in jail for defying government bans. I believe he went to jail for three years. Maybe it'll say that here. Many of the interviewees for this article alluded to the Xi Jinping case as a key moment in bioethics. Scientists have reported that as well as protecting them from HIV, the treatment brought cognitive enhancements, too. So that is what this geneticist was probably talking about uh, when he was so concerned about this. Now, I will say that this geneticist that I know told me that he's actually against this stuff. But I wasn't producing a show back then, so I didn't pry you know, too deeply, but I'd like to know where we draw the line, where the science community draws the line. And if there is an ethical, you know, hold back on this now, when does it end in a week from now, two weeks from now, it eventually will end. As you can see, we have societal norms, we have cultural traditions, and it only takes them about one generation to erase those. So if there's any ethical holdbacks, they will erase them soon, folks. It goes on to say uh, Xi Jinping made use of CRISPR technology, which you know all about now, folks, uh, to create the twins, a way of making specific and precise changes to the DNA contained in living cells. Some traits can be removed and others added. As we showed you, they use the Cas9 protein to cut the DNA and then replace it with other pieces of non-damaged DNA. Now, remember, the company I showed you, I was thinking about this last night, the other company that I showed you, Orchid, who's run by the Peter Thiel Fellow, uh, what was it, Nor uh, with backing from 23andMe's CEO, who is the wife of Sergey Brin, the Google founder, people used to wonder what 23andMe was doing with the DNA. They weren't convinced that they were just doing uh sort of your your heritage and your medical background and such and so i wonder if some of the the dna you sent them has been spliced and maybe they're going to use that to implant into with the copy and paste technology of crispr into other humans i don't know do you put anything past them folks i don't um The article continues. It holds huge promise, potentially being able to treat or even cure inherited diseases. What could it do for the military? All right. It says uh, Christophe uh, Gallagher, a senior research scientist at the Francis Crick Institute in London, calls CRISPR a, quote, revolution, end quote. I don't know. A fourth industrial revolution, maybe. At least part of it, folks. Come on. They don't let this stuff go to waste. This is the merger of the physical, biological, and digital. We are here, ladies and gentlemen. All right. It goes on to say, but uh, Gallagher says there are limits. He compared it to using find and Replace on text. You can easily swap precise phrases about, but what works at one point in the text might not make sense in another. We talked a little bit about this, but see, now that you have a grasp on it and understanding of the technology, we can read these types of articles without having to stop and explain Each and every little piece of the article because we started off by understanding a little bit about CRISPR and gene editing and the synthetic babies and designer babies and all this other stuff. Okay, quote, it's wrong to think that one gene will have one effect. He said, all right, so. We heard that before, too, in some of the other articles. He goes on to say, if you take a gene, you can have an individual with greater muscles or being able to breathe at high altitude, but maybe further down the line, the individual will develop cancer, end quote. So this is where cutting and pasting various pieces together, they can build what uh, we were supposed to believe Hitler was building, the superhuman, right? Or Captain America. It goes on to say it is also difficult to isolate some traits. Many genes are involved in height, for example, and any traits that are changed will be passed down generations. Some analysts see China's efforts as a direct response to the United States. A 2017 report in The Guardian said that a U.S. military agency was investing tens of millions in genetic extinction technology that could wipe out invasive species Something UN experts warned could have military applications. First off, everything can have military applications. All right? If a military's job is to seek and destroy, anything can have military applications. All right? And now we see that the majority of this technology, if not all of it, is developed inside the military or inside another connected government institution or through a military contractor funded by the government through various military agencies. And then they pass it off to people like Elon Musk, the real-life Tony Stark, to normalize it. And then they pop him over at Joe Rogan, the propaganda show, to humanize it. Okay, so that's how that works, folks. So, again, now China is developing it in response and retaliation to something the U.S. was developing, which is genetic extinction technology. What? Well, if you don't think the United States is building this, you're crazy, folks. Come on. Come on. Of course they're doing it. They manipulate the soil, the air, the water, the grass, everything. Everything is manipulated now in this prison planet All right. it goes on to say China and the United States are not the only countries seeking an advantage France's armed forces have been given approval to develop enhanced soldiers they will prance around like girly men and eat french fries no that's not what it says Uh, to develop enhanced soldiers with a report laying out ethical boundaries for the research defense minister Florence Parley said quote we must face the facts not everyone shares our scruples and we must be prepared for whatever the future holds end quote so see what happens is they play this game like I said where each country is willing to play the respective boogeyman to each other country and so then it allows them to say to their people we're building this technology because we have to get out ahead of France or Russia or China or the United States or what have you and so the reason why they also need to do that, not like it matters if you or I or some you know, dope in France or China is against their own government doing this. They have to do it because they need to get the scientists and the engineers, the last of them, that may have some semblance of morality or ethics in their bones, in their DNA, in their soul. And so if they say to them, listen, bud, and we'll eventually get into some. of the stuff the cia made some of our scientists do Uh, let me make a note of that actually i have a whole series on that that i need to do but if you look at that case uh, whether it be in the private sector or the public sector, and they say to the geneticist, for instance, I know, we need to develop this technology that can uh, eat people's flesh off in one second. And he goes, I, I don't know if I want to do that. And they go, no, 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 we're not developing it to do that. We're developing it because China is developing it, and then we want to develop an antidote to it. And so he goes, oh, my God, really? Okay, I'll build that for you. But then it's going to be used for nefarious purposes. So they have to be able to get their scientists and engineers that still have, you know, principles and morals and values to get on board with building this Frankenstein technology for them. The same way you'd say to them, we're building this machine to save premature babies. No, it's not going to be used to build super intelligent uh, super soldier killer robots. No, it's going to be used to save premature babies or this brain chip will not be used to hack the mind of humans. It's going to be used to cure people with paralysis. You know, your cousin with paralysis who got in the car accident, we want to cure him. And then the scientist says, okay, I'll do that. The same way you would manipulate people in the military or you manipulate people in law enforcement. You make them believe that what they're doing is uh it's okay even though it might not be ethical because in the end it's saving everyone else. It's for the greater good kind of like a a covid psyop you tell everyone to strap masks to their face and suffocate themselves and shove q-tips up into their brains for the good of humanity you know you're saving grandma And so everybody gets on board. That's psychological warfare. We're going to be getting into that shortly. The article goes on to say, even if scientists could safely improve an individual's attributes, the application in the military field raises its own issues. For example, would an individual soldier be freely able to consent to a potentially risky treatment within the command structure of the military? I would say no to that, folks. They jab our military constantly with vaccines when they send them overseas to fight. Who knows what they're doing to them? It goes on to say both China and Russia are reported to have tested COVID vaccines on their troops. Yeah, we did that, too quote the military doesn't exist to promote the interests of the soldier it exists to gain a strategic advantage or win a war end quote said professor julian Savalescu, an expert in ethics at oxford university oxford university right we just saw them involved with something with google did we not what was that project god i can't even remember there's so many of these things going on folks It says, quote, there are limits on the risks that you can impose on soldiers, but they're higher than those imposed on normal society, end quote. Okay, there are limits on the risks that you can impose on soldiers, but they're higher than those imposed on normal society, end quote. Professor Savalescu says that for anyone, it is important to weigh the risks of an enhancement against the benefits. Yeah, I would say that's probably something that you should be concerned about. Quote, but of course, he added, quote, the equation is different in the military. Individual beings will bear the risks, but often not benefit, end quote. Soldiers are put in life or death situations, and it might be thought that enhancement should be welcomed if it ensured their survival. Oh, yeah, create the Incredible Hulk and then send him back home to his wife. That's cute. But Professor Patrick Lynn, a philosopher at California Polytechnic State University, said it was not so simple. Quote, military enhancements means experimenting and putting at risk your own citizens. So, it's unclear how better protected enhanced soldiers might be. Just the opposite. They could be sent on more dangerous missions or take more chances than uh, that the unenhanced would not, end quote. Right? So, if our country, our military is developing real-life Wolverines, real-life Captain Americas, real-life Incredible Hulks, real-life uh any of these type of uh, marvel superheroes that you're looking at they would be sent into more dangerous missions right versus say a non-enhanced unenhanced normal soldier and so then it increases their risk of danger but don't worry we'll jack them up with pain vaccines and magnetic nanoparticles It will help them seal their bloody wounds, and then they can inject themselves with a hibernation jab so they can sleep until they're rescued. Come on, folks. This is nightmarish stuff. I mean, they're talking about this with the military, but they're also talking about doing this in real life. And the psychopaths who will benefit are the Ray Kurzweil types and his crew. They want immortality. They want all this genetic modification to take place on them, and they want to walk around in exoskeletons as they beam their minds from body to body. I mean, is that not clear that Peter Thiel and these guys seek out this level of immortality Of course it's clear They've said it in their own words Absorb that when we come back If that wasn't crazy enough folks There is much more around the corner I am Dustin Gold, this is the Dustin Gold Standard You are listening to Pain.tv slash gold
0: You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard On Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on TV.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to Pain.tv slash gold. Come over there and join us, folks. It's a great community of like-minded people. I'm going to ask uh, Mike Moore if I can start doing some polls on there because I am in the process of trying to find out if you guys want me to start doing some live stream discussions that you can join into. And and I just don't want to jump into that type of stuff unless I know it's something you're going to appreciate and you're going to get involved with. You know, I kind of want to add an engaging element to the show. I come from the live streaming video. World. That's mainly what my production background was in. And so you get uh, to hear from the people right away in text chat or you can do live calling. And so you get feedback. And sometimes I feel like I'm in a little bubble here. I'm in a synthetic womb and I get no feedback from the outside world. I see the numbers are growing. I see people are sharing the podcast. I see you're listening, but I don't really hear your voice. And I want to hear your voice. I want to get to know you. I want to understand. Uh, what I am doing right and wrong over here. I want to understand if you're understanding this content. Many of you write me and say this is like an educational course on the technocracy, which is fantastic. I'm glad you see it that way, but I want to hear from more of you guys, and I want to gain some of the knowledge that you have and add it to this show. I'm trying to get smarter over here. I don't want to just stay in my own bubble. But anyway, let's finish up this article and then I'll jump over to the video. It says uh, Captain America may not yet be around the corner, but there is always the possibility of a surprise development quote it is difficult to exercise any ethical control or democratic control over how things evolve in the military because by nature the military involves secrecy and privacy to protect the national interest end quote said professor savalescu And that's correct, folks. Everything you've seen over the last, just take modern history, the last six, seven years, all through the Trump era everything is protected by national security this national security that legal man talks about this on his podcast the quash national security national security national security everything is hidden if you listen to mike moore the thomas Paine podcast he talks about it as well so imagine the frankenstein technologies that are being built in the military that they don't tell us about i say it's crazy enough the things they do tell us about when they let elon musk and company roll them out publicly and normalize and humanize these things. But imagine all the things we don't know about. Quote, so it's a tough ethical one. It's hard enough these days in science or medicine where things are reasonably open, end quote. And that's the uh, professor. It goes on to say, as for what could or should be done to regulate the field, Professor Lin said, quote, A key challenge is that nearly all of this is dual-use research. For instance, exoskeleton research was first aimed at helping or curing people of medical conditions, such as to help paralyzed patients walk again, end quote. And, have i not brought that up to you time and time again i'm not saying that to brag about this but it's quite obvious folks they always utilize the human emotion tug at your heartstrings to get you or the scientists they need to develop this on board so we're going to develop an iron man suit to help people with paralysis walk again but when you understand how devious how evil how nefarious these people are then there's no way that you could ever believe that that is what their intention is. I don't believe that they're building a synthetic womb to save one million premature babies a year. And the reason why I don't believe that is because, one, they already start to talk about growing babies in the wombs later. And number two, these are the same people who openly promote abortion, not on board with, uh women's choice women's right to choose we can debate all this stuff this is political topics i don't really want to debate but what i'm saying is they're not just on board with a woman's right to choose many of these people come out and openly promote abortion like they want people to have abortions so then you have to believe those same people want to save premature babies that they would like to have killed Come on! You just can't buy into this, folks. There's no way that you can believe that these technocratic transhumanist weirdos that have power, they have influence, they have wealth, they have control, are doing this to help the weakest parts of humanity. In the end, their eugenics are going to weed out all these people. They're already talking about genetic splicing and killing all these embryos and finding the right one to inject into you through in vitro, the one that has the least chance of carrying your diseases, because they believe they're gods and they can weed out disease and create these superhumans. And then how do we know the DNA that they're going to be fusing in and splicing with CRISPR isn't the DNA of Jeffrey Epstein? or isn't the dna of elon musk or isn't the dna of the queen of england who the hell knows what dna they're fusing into your body to build some supreme race It goes on to say, quote, But this therapeutic use can be easily weaponized. Talking about building an exoskeleton for somebody with paralysis. But this therapeutic use can easily be weaponized. And it's not obvious how to prevent that from happening, which means it's not obvious how to regulate it without overly broad regulation that also frustrates therapeutic research, end quote. No, the therapeutic research is the slippery slope. But I told you, there are no unintended consequences. There are only intended consequences. The people funding the research into the therapeutic use or into saving lives or into putting brain chips in heads to cure people with dementia, they know what the intended consequences are. They're building it to create their superhuman cyborgs. I mean, come, it's, it's obvious. It's obvious. I have to learn to stop harping on that because it's so obvious at this point. I don't want to keep saying it every time I read a sentence. All right. It goes on to say, according to Dr. O'Neill, China has already forged ahead in genetic research and other countries have put themselves at a disadvantage. Quote, I think we've wasted time in ethical arguments rather than focusing on the reality of the here and the now. End quote, she said. See? Here's one that's ready to just go ahead and do it. Let's grow babies in synthetic wombs. And why don't we grow them and engineer them to have exoskeletons on them? Why are we talking about these ethical arguments? Oh, it's over. The debate is over. Let's just do whatever we want. Let's just take some babies and start injecting them with everything we can. Let's splice their genes. Let's fuse them in with a Wolverine because 500 years from now, somebody might do it. And, you know, we have to beat them to the punch. That's the argument here. That's the psychopaths on this endless push, this endless push of progress with no goal in sight. And this is how you end up on a path to engineering humanity out of existence that I talk about. That's progress for the scientists and engineers, the ones who believe they're God, the ones behind the microscope, peering down into it, looking at cell tissue all day. Well, it's just a clump of cells, folks. Let's engineer ourselves out of existence because someday some disease, some virus might kill us. So we might as well engineer ourselves out of existence and humanity altogether and develop some new race, some new alien race with an exoskeleton suit that can survive all this. Now, that's the mentality of the people behind the microscope that like to play God. Quote, far too much energy is spent on speculation and dystopia. And much more energy should be spent on real risks and applying the technology so that we understand it better. Because it will be done elsewhere and is being done elsewhere, and it's only through continued research that we will understand where it may go wrong. So this person straight up says what I was just ranting about, okay? Far too much energy is spent on speculation and dystopia. And much more energy should be spent on real risks and applying the technology so that we understand it better. Maybe the real risk is them maybe the real risk are these scientists and engineers and unfortunately i hate to say it because many people put their child through education seeing where they would be able to make a great living for themselves so through stem over the last 20 years stem 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 and so maybe the real risk and the engineers are the scientists i mean the real risk uh to this the real uh uh, you know, the real risk to this whole thing, okay, sorry, I'm getting really worked up here, is them, it's the scientists and engineers. Remember, technocracy is rule by the scientists and engineers, folks. And so now they're just saying, screw the speculation and dystopia where this could go wrong. Well, if you wanted to end all this, you'd have to lock the scientists and engineers in a prison cell. You'd have to send them all to Rikers Island. All right, if you wanted to shut this down and then pull the plug on the Starlink that's going to connect all this stuff, all the Internet of Things, Internet of Senses, Internet of Bodies, to build the international, worldwide, prison planet, metaverse, Earth that they're creating for us. It's all connected. All these people are working on creating a non-natural life, control, prison planet, you see what they're doing? Everything is about hacking, hijacking, and pirating. I've said that to you. In, in, a, in a normal world, these people would be looked at as criminals and thieves and uh, pirates and hackers and hijackers. That's what they would be looked at. That's how we would look at them if they were out there talking about this stuff openly i don't know folks if you went back to world war ii and they were spouting this stuff you'd be calling them nazis you'd be calling them fascists you would say they were dystopian authoritarians mad scientists manipulating nature that's what would they would be but now they just talk about it openly this is on bbc wait until i pull up the next article here over at military.com and I'm going to show you a paper sanctioned by our government, funded by our government, this research into super soldiers uh, with a couple more mad scientists involved and then we're going to get back to Dr. Morgan and you're going to see what, uh, what he's up to, folks. No, this is serious business, guys. In that article, it was fantastic, and I wanted to show you because everything I put into the last 38, 39 episodes, whatever it's been, you're seeing it now in the words of a journalist who is for the mainstream, BBC, who's breaking it down and showing you in the words of the scientists that they want to cast the ethics aside. As I showed you the video with the Israeli scientists the other day who talked about playing with uh, tissues and layers of tissues in a lab and there were no ethical complications and I said if that guy could grow a baby inside of a synthetic womb without a mom and dad then he could play with that baby without any ethical concerns as well and so now they're talking about doing it inside the military and you have scientists sitting there and going well wait a second we developed these for therapeutic uses maybe they're going to be used for really bad stuff I don't know what then one of them says cast all that aside forget your dystopian talk let's just move forward and do it because everyone is doing it. Folks, there's a clip, maybe I'll show it in the next one, and I'm sure you're familiar with it. It's George Soros sitting down with Steve Croft many years ago, a couple decades ago, and Croft asks George Soros about when he was a child. I think he was around 12 to 14 years old, and Soros was a Jew, and he was uh his father basically put him under the care of a Nazi Uh, so he could pretend he wasn't Jewish. And Soros had to go out and point out other Jews for the Nazis to take their stuff away from. This is how the story goes. Don't get mad at me. You know We could debate uh, World War II and everything on some other shows behind a paywall, not publicly. But Soros was told to go out there and point out other Jews so they could confiscate property and round them up and stuff. And Steve Croft asked Soros, at the time, a multi-billionaire who could have just made up a lie and softened the story. And he said to him, Do you feel bad about that at all? How do you cope with that? How do you deal with the fact that you were helping round up your own people? And Soros said, well, if I didn't do it, someone else would have. And so that is the mentality of these scientists. Well, China might be doing it. Russia might be doing it. France might be doing it. England might be doing it. North Korea might be doing it. So we have to do it too. If we don't do it, other people are going to do it. If we don't build Incredible Hulk in a lab, if we don't mind tap into people through a brain chip, if we don't raise baby. in synthetic wombs that we could run experiments on. If we don't gene splice and engineer humanity out of existence, someone else is gonna do it, so I might as well be the person who's gonna do it. Now, folks, that's not how I operate, but I think of it like this. If someone else is about to take a break right now, I might as well do it. Folks, I will be right back. This is Dustin Gold. I am fired up, folks. I am fired up. This is the Dustin Gold Standard and you are listening to Pain.tv slash gold.
0: you listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on TV. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold you listening to the Dustin Gold Standard
2: on TV. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold, right here on the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. Wow, I got pretty fired up, I apologize. It's Friday night, it's wild out there folks. I could use a beer or something, but I don't drink anymore. I only drank a couple times since February 13th, that's when we found out my, uh, wife was pregnant one of the things i read about was resentment can get you in fights you know if i could drink and she can't drink that could lead to a fight i said i'm going to get rid of all all chances at fights here i don't want any disagreements so i didn't drink the only time i had a couple of drinks when i was in poland uh her father makes whiskey and he makes uh, lemoncello, and he makes sherry, and he makes wine. And so I was told I had to drink with him more. That could lead to a fight. So I did that there, but I don't drink anymore, folks. So as much as I want to have a beer or a glass of wine, I I don't even do it. I don't do it. Thank God, because you can't launch a podcast if you're uh, if you're throwing back the sauce, folks. <laughs> it just doesn't uh, doesn't work. You got to be on your game at all times. All right. I'm over at this article, military, uh, at military.com. But first, actually, you know what? Let me show you this video I found before we get into that. This is just a three minute clip and this guy we are looking at here. Let me just pull this up if I can find it here. Okay. So the gentleman you're about to hear from this is over at researchprofiles.anu.edu.au. It's the Australian National University, and this is Dr. Adam uh, Henschke, Senior Lecturer in National Security, National Security College, Coral Bell School of Asia uh, Asia Pacific Affairs. And just quickly, uh, his current research grants include Australian Department of Defense Strategic Policy Grants. Program confronting foreign interference and cyber war challenges, ARC Discovery Grant, intelligence and national security ethics. Uh, efficacy and accountability and anu grand challenge our health in our hands and so i I don't need to go into depth with this guy but he's the real deal and so let me just show you this short video uh, of what he's talking about as it relates to these super soldiers and then we're going to jump back to the military.com article because i want to show you a document i came across that's very important i haven't had time to analyze the whole thing but it's now on my radar. I'll probably toss it over to Maria Albanese and return her the favor because she is always dumping stuff on my desk as if I have all day to go through it. But no, she appreciates it because about 80% of what she throws at me we do cover here at the show because it complements the research that I've been doing and I appreciate everything Maria does to help us with uh, the content and with production. But let's watch this quick
1: video here. Human enhancement technologies are being researched into ways in which we can change the very nature of us as humans, and this has important impacts on soldiers and the ways in which we fight wars.
2: Okay, so he's talking about human enhancements, soldiers, and the way we're gonna fight wars.
1: As examples of technologies that are being researched at the moment, exoskeletons and prosthetics. These involve adding mechanical means or new limbs to amputees and others to increase their strength and endurance.
2: okay so he's talking about exoskeletons and prosthetics actually adding prosthetic limbs to amputees to make them stronger so is it to cure them and allow them to hug their child as we saw uh in the video yesterday or is it going to be to basically turn them into terminators all right that's a question we have now
1: an endurance such as the tactical assault light operator
2: suit So he's talking about the talos suit, you know all about that because we've covered
1: it now for a couple of days. We have cognitive enhancements. These involve pharmaceuticals, brain stimulation, electronic brain stimulation, and other means. Okay, so you heard about that, the the, the pharmaceuticals, right, all these enhancements. Uh,
2: electric, electronic brain stimulation and such, and then you know all about the pain vaccines and the magnets in the bloodstream and the hibernation
1: shots. To reduce the need for sleep and increase the capacity to operate under stress.
2: Right, so now they're talking about, you know, we saw that in some other articles as well, to reduce, uh, you know, if you and I joined, they don't want us to sleep all the time, and also to lower our stress levels, basically totally modifying
1: a human being. There's also some interest in changing nutrition and eating. Oh, wait until you hear this. Listen closely. Listen closely. Some of the more extreme examples of this are changing someone's stomach, so that they can digest cellulose which means that soldiers can eat grass right so
2: changing a human's stomach so that the human can eat grass so you're gonna join the military right or send your son or daughter to join the military let's just take this at face value And they're going to say, hey, do you mind if we cut out your stomach and replace it with another stomach of a cow so that you can digest grass and cellulose? And then we're going to jack you up with shots so that you don't feel pain, you don't have any stress. We're going to jab you with magnetic particles that run through your bloodstream so that you can use a magnet to patch the gunshot to your chest and then we're going to have other drugs running through your system that allows you to hibernate for 30 days and then we want to put a brain interface in your head that allows you to interact with and communicate directly with other soldiers using your brain power meanwhile we'd like to cut off one of your arms so we can give you a superhuman terminator arm And then the rest of your body will be equipped with an exoskeleton Iron Man suit that, uh, don't worry, don't worry, it conforms to you personally. You're going to send your son or daughter into this Frankenstein army? Folks, you ask yourself why they're sending in the uh, transgender gender benders now. this is that they are the gateway into transhumanism don't ever forget that swapping genders and such the whole idea is to dehumanize humans to the point where you're willing to accept the merger of yourself with machine that is the whole point come on guys seriously like you're going to send your kid or grandkid into this military that is patriotism Listen, son, you're not patriotic unless you let the military doctors cut out your stomach and replace it with a cow's stomach so you can digest grass. That's how you're going to stand up and defend your constitution from enemies foreign and domestic. (laughs) Outrageous. Outrageous, folks. It's not you, okay? Don't ever look in the mirror and blame yourself for being completely disgusted with your government and at this point with your country. It's them. They changed, not us. They are the monsters. If you still operate under some form of ethics and morality, you are a true true human, a human with real compassion. These people are psychos, psychopaths, literally running the uh, U.S. military island of Dr. Moreau let's continue
1: in terms of enhancement and ethics there's been a lot of ethical interest in enhancement for a while uh some of the the general concerns that people have around enhancement are changing our very nature as humans
2: oh yeah that would be an ethical concern changing the very nature of humans yeah i would
1: say that's an ethical concern on my part at least if we enhance ourselves such that we're no longer the same as we are now are we still human this has yeah, are we still human? I don't know. If you GNA spliced me with a cow, I'm not sure I'm a human anymore. No, I would say no. It's An important potential impact in terms of warfare and military practice, because if our enemies see us as no longer human, then they might be treating us quite differently. For instance, if you see someone in an exoskeleton coming to attack you, you might not think of them as human and you might not afford them the the normal concern that one gives to a, a soldier in, in war. Another Oh, okay, 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 okay. I have to pause that. So do you see what this guy who studies
2: this and lectures on this talks about one of the major concerns is? If you genetically modify a human into the Incredible Hulk and then strap him up with an Iron Man suit, so he is now not even a human, he's an alien in an exoskeleton coming at you let's say you're a human and let's say you're able to uh defeat him take him down you're able to subdue him and uh and handcuff him somehow i don't know with a with a hundred foot parachute cord or something this guy's concern he's saying in the industry is whether or not that person is going to be afforded the same rights as a human. How about the concern that you're doing this in the first place? What about the concern that you're going to send alien mutants in exoskeleton suits to go kill other humans? How about that's the fricking concern? The concern is, will that person who volunteered to be in the military, who's now genetically modified walking around in an Iron Man costume, with the superpowers of wolverine if he gets captured is he going to be afforded the same rights as a human what about the humans that you're killing with the wolverine that you created in the laboratory at darpa or at the cia or over at nasa or at fort detrick how about that one what about the concerns for those people this is unbelievable Seriously, absorb this, because that's what these psychos are thinking about. And that, and that's not even what they're concerned about. That's so they can say to you, listen, Billy, listen, Grace, chill out out there in the audience. Calm down, calm down. We're going to turn your son into Captain America. But if he's captured, you don't have to worry about them not treating him like a human, even though he's not a human. So sign your kid up right here. We'll get him in here. We'll send him off to boot camp. And then don't worry, he's got a stellar career in the Army. We're going to turn him into Wolverine. Yeah, we're going to implant some metal claws inside of his hands. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. If he's captured, they're going to treat him like a human because we're going to have an international treaty called Mutants Are People Too. Ladies and gentlemen, mutants' lives matter. Can you believe this? I mean, could you believe that we are here in this moment, that I'm actually talking about this with an audience? I don't believe it, folks. I don't believe this stuff is even real. I mean, I believe it's real, but I can't believe I'm here. I'm stuck in the Matrix. I think they're just running crazy programs on me. Every time I think we... Get a couple steps ahead, then I find something even crazier to show you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I need a sip of tea. This is Dustin Gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. And this is pain.tv slash gold.
0: you listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard. You are listening to Payne.tv slash gold, ladies and gentlemen, slash gold. If you're gonna join, visit Payne.tv slash gold. Alright, 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 alright. Where are we at, folks? <laughs> Seriously, I feel like I'm in a nightmare over here sometimes. So we're listening to Dr. Adam Henschke over here from the Australian National University of Hell. <laughs> All right, let's continue with this, folks. Let's continue and see what else, what other nuggets
1: we could pick up from this gentleman here. For them, the the normal concern that one gives to a, a soldier in, in war. Another set of concerns come from informed consent where we worry about whether the subject of, a, of research or the receiver of enhancement can effectively give consent to this. Well, I
2: don't know. I don't know about that, folks. He's asking, now his other concern is whether the receiver of the enhancements, the one that they will inject with the incredible Hulk juice, the one whose DNA will be spliced, the one who will be genetically modified, the one who will be turned into Wolverine, um is he going to get informed consent on this? I don't know, in the military, don't they effectively own you? I mean, they could force you to get vaccines if you don't stay in. So how does this work? How does this
1: work? Let's see if he has any answers for us. This is particularly interesting or relevant in the military context because militaries have hierarchical command structures and soldiers are told to follow commands quite often uh, without the need to question those commands.
2: Okay, so there you go. He admits exactly what we're saying here. So in the military, I don't know. Can you say, no, I don't want to be shot up with the marvel juice i don't want the marvel superhero juice i don't know if you're allowed to do that if they say listen we want to give you the dna of god and turn you into thor and we're going to strap a uh, hammer you know to your hand it'll be glued and fused in there so that you don't drop it we don't want you to drop it because you are a weakling um are you allowed to say no to this I don't know. I mean, let's take it as like a worldwide scenario outside of a military setting. Uh, let, well, let's just look at the United States. Let's say, let's say the citizens were told that a, um, That there was an outbreak of something, I don't know, like COVID maybe, let's just take COVID for instance, and then they started scaring everyone into lining up in the parking lots of the local school that was closed down because of COVID land, the high school theater production, and then they got people to shove, you know, 18 inch Q-tips up into their brain and tickle it. And then eventually they rolled out, uh, you know, just doing this all out out in the public, right? Uh, and then, then they rolled out a, a jab, and they told everyone to go get that. And some companies forced it and told people they'd lose their jobs. The government forced it on their employees and contractors. And so all these people just went and got it. Let's say there was some kind of genetic modification enhancement inside of that jab um you know it's just in a normal setting not a military oh wait a second i forgot this was all rolled out via operation warp speed by president trump that was run by the military oh so i guess it was kind of a military operation but everyone did get informed consent right they read you all the ingredients that were inside the jab at least the ingredients that are printed on the label that you're supposed to know about but then again How do we know what's really inside the jab? I don't know. I would have to trust our government, the very government that continually lies to us, the very government invested in most of Silicon Valley, if not all of it, the very government that funds people like Peter Thiel, the very government that funds people like Ray Kurzweil, the very government that funds people like Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Sergey Brin, and the rest of the gang. That government, I'm supposed to believe... And so the pharmacist or the volunteer worker or the nurse or the doctor who reads me my informed consent, if I ask for it, in most cases, the majority of people I know don't even know what informed consent is. They just pulled up in front of a school and got jabbed in the arm without asking any questions. How do you know what was in there? And when people tell me my doctor said it was safe, I said, really, did your doctor take the vial before he put it in your arm and dump it under his super microscope and look at what's inside that? that uh that vial of liquid no i don't think so nor do i think he has the skills to actually do that nor do i think he would know what he's looking for so i don't know did something like this happen on a mass scale maybe it was a military operation it turned out later that the government and the companies couldn't force people to do it but it was too late because everyone that was going to cave and take it already did And now what are people going to do about it? Because it falls under the vaccine makers and you can't really sue them because under President Ronald Reagan, we created the vaccine company's uh, legal um, protection for this thing. You can't really sue them if anything goes wrong, nor would you ever know anything's going to go wrong because there's no doctor in the world that's going to tell you that the cancer you now have or the heart problems you now have or the rash you now have or the stroke that you had was caused by the vaccine. Nobody's going to dare do that since all of them are out there pimping and selling the vaccine. Crazy stuff, folks, when you think about what these people are doing
1: to humanity. Let's continue. Another more important or more relevant set of concerns around enhancement in the military context build off the notion of uh, enhancing someone's cognition and then their capacity to follow the laws of armed conflict. Right. So enhancing their cognition and then their uh, ability
2: to follow the laws of armed conflict, right? Like, I'm sure if they create Wolverine, he's going to be concerned about the laws of armed conflict. How about the laws of armed conflict that says you don't build Incredible Hulk and release him on the humans? How about that one? Are there any, are there any rules about that? Are there any rules about merging some soldier's uh, DNA with an elephant's DNA and then he's running around as some elephant man, you know, stomping on people and crushing them? Are there laws about that and the rules of engagement? I don't know, someone from the military would have to come on and explain this to me because
1: I am no expert, I am no expert. Because if you change the way someone thinks, this can also change the way in which they follow well, how they follow the laws armed conflict and this is of course quite important. Oh, yeah, I'd say it's quite important, yeah. If you uh, genetically modify
2: someone into Count Dracula and then release him onto the battlefield and he starts flying down out of the sky and biting people on the neck and eating children and you go, oh, my God, he's not even following the laws of conflict. Well, of course, he's not even a human anymore. He's not even a human anymore. But, of course, these are all the ethical concerns that these very ethical and moral people are going to discuss. Maybe they'll bring a couple of Catholic uh, priests in
1: there who will help uh, guide them on their path to morality and ethics. If we look at the history of enhancement, it goes back a long way. Uh, the use of nutrition and training to increase the capacity to win a war. More recently, we can see the use of amphetamines uh, during World War II and after that to give soldiers the capacity to fight you know, days on end for pilots to fly long flights. The final thing to say is this is not necessarily a new concern, we've got worries about the way in which soldiers are treated generally, humanitarian concerns about soldiers and civilians. What these new enhancement technologies do is shine a new light on these existing concerns and also force us to think about the ways in which we use new technologies and the research conducted around them.
2: Yeah, okay, right. So as he's saying, oh, don't worry, there's really no new concerns. No new, these are old concerns, but now it's shining a light on these concerns. So you have to ask yourself, if the concerned people are concerned, are the ones who are not concerned going to be concerned that the concerners are concerned? And if the concerners aren't concerned, then we have to have a committee about concerning whether or not they concern whether or not he or she is concerned about the concerning. But let's say we have someone on the panel who has been genetically modified and they're not actually a human sitting on the panel, then does their concern matter more and less, more or less than that of the concerned? Because the unconcerned might be concerned with the genetically modified human who doesn't have any concern for the concern and if the scientist is genetically modified and he does not have any fear or ethics or morals or remorse as vladimir putin sort of put it then is that person going to be concerned about injecting someone with a needle that genetically modifies them all i know folks is that i'm concerned you should be concerned that these people are even talking about whether or not they are or are not concerned. Do you get that? Was that a little bit confusing? I know it was for me. I know it was for me, and that's why I'm actually quite concerned. Because the fact that you and I are even talking about this, people with no power whatsoever, is quite concerning, (laughs) if you know what I mean. Crazy stuff, folks. I've told you I had some wild stuff for you. So now just think about them replacing your stomach with one that can eat grass. Maybe we're all gonna get that technology. That's probably what it's for. They're probably building us stomachs that uh a stomach of a toad they're gonna give us that can handle eating crickets all day. <laughs> Welcome to the false industrial revolution, folks. It is quite fun. Alright, we're over at military.com. Let me get that guy out of my head, cause I'm going to be having a nightmare tonight about having my stomach replaced with a cow's stomach so I can eat grass all day. (laughs) All right, military.com. This says right here, uh, the future U.S. military super soldier may be closer than we think. And this article says... The explosive popularity of the Marvel Cinematic Universe led some in the defense industry to pursue Iron Man-like combat suits for American troops, as you know. While there are some viable prototypes in the works, it looks like we may get Captain America's super soldier program first. Though it may not look like the process that Steve Rogers went through, that is Captain America, it may be coming within the next 30 years. In this week's episode of Left of Boom, Military.com's managing editor, Hope Hodge-Sec, talks to Dr. Peter Emanuel and Dr. Diane Deulius about a 2019 paper they co-authored for the U.S. Army, Cyborg Soldier 2050. And that I will be showing you. The Chinese paper that we mentioned in the other article on BBC, I'm going to get to in the next uh, couple of days, but this one we're going to look at briefly today. And so this is a podcast that went on. I have not listened to this yet, in full disclosure. I have not listened to it, but I am going to this weekend. And if it is good, we will review it as well. I have a feeling there's going to be some great tidbits in there, some breadcrumbs for us. So let me just continue reading this before I open the paper. It says, the paper, which I'm going to open, discusses a Defense Department Biotechnologies for Health and Human Performance Council study group. You got that? Defense Department Biotechnologies for Health and Human Performance Council. Wow. Study group. That looked at emerging tech that could enhance human biological abilities across many areas of interest to the Defense Department. See that? It looked at emerging technology that could enhance human biological abilities across many areas of interest to the Department of Defense. These included technological enhancements to vision, hearing, muscular control, and, quote, Direct neural enhancement of the human brain for two way data transfers. End quote. Where have you heard that before? Direct neural enhancement of the human brain for two way data transfers. Elon Musk has talked about that, where you don't actually have to talk to another human, that you will transfer data packets back and forth via your Neuralink brain chip. Okay, it says now super soldiers could end up being Captain America with a touch of Johnny Mnemonic just 30 years from now. And it's not just 30 years from now. It is much closer, folks. I know I have to take a quick break, and you should be concerned about that, quite concerned, folks. I know I'll be concerned that I have to leave you for a moment, but maybe while we're on break, I can pass some data back and forth to you via our brain interface installed by the United States military. Ladies and gentlemen, I will be right back. This is Dustin Gold. This is a wild ride here at the Dustin Gold Standard. You're listening to pain.tv slash gold.
0: Or listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. Or listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks. Where are we now? Let's go back to this military.com article. I'm just going to read you some more information about this podcast that occurred before we jump over to the paper. It says here, quote, technology is accelerating and we are entering the fourth industrial revolution. The biological revolution, end quote, Emmanuel said. Okay, you just heard it right there. Technology is accelerating, and we are entering the fourth industrial revolution. The biological revolution. As I told you, the fourth industrial revolution is the merger of the physical, biological, and digital. Okay, now let me just go back, because I want to reread something to you so you understand what is happening here. It says, in this week's episode of, the show is called Left of Boom, Military.com's managing editor, Hope Hodge-Sec, talks to Dr. Peter Emanuel and Dr. Diane Dullius about a 2019 paper they co-authored for the U.S. Army, Cyborg Soldier 2050. So this Dr. Peter Emanuel is employed by the U.S. Army to write this paper because they co-authored it, Emanuel and Deulius, for the U.S. Army. It goes on to say the paper discusses a Defense Department Biotechnologies for Health and Human Performance Council study group that looked at emerging tech that can enhance human biological abilities across many areas of interest to the Defense Department. So this Dr. Peter Emanuel is hired by the DOD, the Department of Defense, to write a paper for the U.S. Army Cyborg Soldier 2050, okay? And then Emanuel on the podcast says, technology is accelerating and we are entering the fourth industrial revolution, the biological revolution he goes on to say to some extent we've already seen the integration of man and machine over many years in the use of pacemakers again that's to tug at your heartstrings to some extent we've already uh we're already seeing mankind become more intimate with technology now let me just break that down for you quickly before i explode okay so you have dr emmanuel hired by the u.s army by the Department of Defense, to write this paper to examine all of these topics, right, on the fusion of man and machine. And he's being very forthcoming here. So he's promoting the tenets of the World Economic Forum of Klaus Schwab's 2016 book, The Force Industrial Revolution, while he's working on behalf of the U.S. Army. And then he says, we are already like cyborgs, basically, the merger of man and machine, like pacemakers. We're already seeing mankind become more intimate with technology. Those are the words of Elon Musk. And Musk takes those words from Ray Kurzweil and from Dennis Bushnell, the chief uh, engineer at Google, and the chief scientist at NASA, respectively. And so now you have this guy working for the U.S. Army and the Department of Defense doing a paper on super soldiers for them. The Cyborg Super Soldier 2050, okay, and promoting the tenets of the Fourth Industrial Revolution. All right, you see how it's all connecting? Now you understand nothing I talk about is really a tangent. There's just so many pieces of this, I can go in 50 different directions at one time. This is why I told you I'm trying to touch on all these subjects for you to show you how complete the circle is how far ahead the technocratic transhumanists are. So now they have this guy, it's safe for me to call him a transhumanist, this guy, Dr. Peter Emanuel, who's now working for the DOD and the Army to do studies for them on human merger with machine and how the military can utilize it. It goes on to say, senior leadership at the Pentagon hates surprises, Emanuel noted, but they know that man and machine will be coming together. This guy working for them says this, Pentagon hates surprises, Emanuel noted, but they know that man and machine will be coming together. The study and the paper are designed to tell the Department of Defense the kind of technology that may be coming and how it might integrate. The merger of man and machine. Okay. And now you want to know why we delayed the Joe Biden executive order. Because this stuff is already happening, folks. It's already in the works. You don't think that there are private companies out there doing gene editing, DNA splicing, building synthetic wombs, growing babies in labs, doing designer babies, putting brain chips in people's heads. Mind uploading, building mind twins, Internet of Things, Internet of Senses, Internet of Bodies, Smart Cities, Metaverse, and everything else we discussed. You don't think that's happening without the government's approval, do you? Just like some of the stuff Maria uh, covers, all these grifters and these psyops and these, you know, political entities. You don't think that's happening without the government's approval, do you? The government can come and shut down any operation it wants overnight. It does not care about the Constitution. It does not care about civil liberties. It does not care about constitutional law. It does not care about your supposed representative that you elected who calls himself a congressman or a congresswoman. They don't care about that. They could shut down any company they want. They could shut you and me down right now if they wanted to. So no one is running around building Frankenstein technology without the government's approval. These people aren't just talking about the merger of man and machine out in the open without the fear of the government locking them in an insane asylum unless they are sanctioned by the government to do it. And now you can see Dr. Peter Emanuel right there, just another example that I'm showing you of a mad scientist, a transhumanist, now working for the DOD to teach them about the technologies coming on the merger of man and machine, how they're merging technology with humanity. Okay, it goes on to say one of the ways the military works to solve problems is through the use of blue teams and red teams That's Republican and Democrat. No, but uh, (laughs) very similar, folks. The blue team ensures they use technology as effectively as possible. The red team is designed to think like the enemy. The Department of Defense gave this red team a year to show the Pentagon what the cyborg future might hold and help the top brass get ready for it. The paper is the outcome of that effort, right? So you're supposed to believe that the military is just wargaming other countries using technologies of the Fourth Industrial Revolution that merge man and machine, but it's really just so they could do research on it to figure out how to defend it by not using technology. No, no, that's not what they're doing. It says the blue team ensures they use technology as effectively as possible. And the red team is designed to think like the enemy. So the blue team is using the tech. The red team is thinking like the enemy. So the DOD gave the red team a year to show the Pentagon what the cyborg future might hold and help the top brass, the bosses, get ready for it. Well, we're getting ready for it because we're building it. We already know we're building it. We already have everyone on record telling us they're building it. They're they're doing it. I mean, it's not a surprise. It says, quote, What we wanted to do with this workshop was give it some ground truth, actually, said Deulius. That's the other writer with uh, Peter Emmanuel. Quote, what's hype, what's real, what can we expect, what are we potentially going to see in the real world, in the military, in this time frame, end quote. But they didn't cover broad strokes of technology. They decided to focus on areas of most importance to actual warfighters and the willingness of those people to adopt certain technologies, all right? And that is where Dr. Charles Morgan fits in. Because as I showed you in yesterday's podcast, if you didn't listen to that, please do, that Dr. Charles Morgan, because we went into his background, I read his entire bio to you, part of what he does is he helps recruit, he helps the military seek out certain types of war fighters, people that are going to be... You would say, well, they're going to be tough. They're going to be like Navy SEALs. I believe, and we might see some of this later from Dr. Charles Morgan III, that they're seeking out people that are going to be willing to adapt to these technologies, people that are going to be willing and give a yes to the informed consent on being injected with Way beyond steroids, but human modification, gene editing, DNA splicing jabs and shots and operations that they're going to allow CRISPR to be used on them to splice their DNA and fuse them in with Wolverine or whatever it is. And that's what they're talking about right here. You don't even have to read between the lines. You just read the various articles and the white papers and the studies and everything and the speeches and the lectures, and you just put it together. And you go, okay, these are what they're all working on. Let's take something positive away from Dr. Charles Morgan. We're going to get back to him. But he had said that he has the ability to go into, say, a lab and look at the equipment they have, look at the studies they're doing, and he could predict exactly what technology they're going to build and if they're going to get there and when they're going to get there because they're working on strict operational command They have a goal, a task. And so if he can see what they have in the lab, he can definitely understand what they're trying to build. That's what we're doing here, folks. This is a science. You break down their various papers. You break down the quotes from all the people in charge. You look at the investors, where the money's going, where it's coming from. You look at the technologies they're building. You look at the companies they put out in the forefront that are there to normalize it, there to humanize it. You look at what they're saying on Joe Rogan's podcast, who's there to propagandize people and to normalize the technology and make Elon Musk seem cool. And then you put it all together and you can see exactly what they're building. You're not doing anything other than connecting and making a web out of everything they said and everything they're invested in and all the technologies they already have. That's all we're doing. That is all we're doing. It's not that difficult. I mean, you just have to have the time. I have the time. And you have to have a little bit of understanding of the blueprint, which I do because I've read Fourth Industrial Revolution and other books. So I know what they're actually trying to do. And then you have to have some investigative skills to go out and find this information to back up uh, the blueprint. And then you can start to predict what they're doing in the future. All right, so let me just finish this up because when we come back, I'm going to jump into the paper. It says listen to part one of The Future. Bio enhanced super soldiers on left of boom. That's the show wherever you listen to podcasts. You can tune in to new episodes of military.com left of boom podcast. And I said this weekend I am going to listen to that. But if you're looking for it before I get a chance to cover it, because I've got a lot more pieces of this puzzle in this little mini series to put together before I can go into depth in that. It's called left of boom. And you're looking for the show with. Uh, It's called The Future of Bio-Enhanced Super Soldiers. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to take a quick break, have a sip of tea. When I come back, we're going to wrap this up for you, put a nice little bow on it, and send you on your way. And then tomorrow, we're going to get back to Dr. Charles Morgan. I promise I'm not going to open up with any of the super soldier stuff because I want to finish the Charles Morgan piece. And then that way, we can do a detailed breakdown of this paper I found, which then will bring us into dr james giordano which then will hopefully bring us back to joe biden's executive order but you're going to see that the majority of what's in the executive order is stuff that's already being done because we already uncovered it all here at the dustin gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold my name is dustin gold and i will be right back
0: you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks. All right. All right. I think we uncovered a lot during this show. A lot. That was a lot of new information. It's going to be a lot to absorb. But what I want to do before we wrap up this show is I'm going to show you this paper that Dr. Peter Emanuel and that woman uh, put together. And then I'm going to eventually come back to this because it's very, very important. Um it really ties a lot of things together. And so let's review this quickly because tomorrow I'm going to jump right back into uh, the Dr. Morgan lecture, and I'm going to finish that tomorrow. I got to clear that off the desk so we can move on. But let me show you this. I'm over at community.apan.org, okay? And this is the document. We got it for you. It's unclassified information approved for public release distribution unlimited and at the top header here it's got the u.s army logo and then devcom chemical biological center it says u.s army combat capabilities development command chemical biological center and this is uh, aberdeen proving ground maryland great it's near me. CCDCCBCTR1599. It looks like a paper that would have came out, it would have been like in the movie The Terminator. It says, Cyborg Soldier 2050, Human Machine Fusion and the Implications for the Future of the DoD. Yeah, you heard me right. Cyborg Soldier 2050, Human Machine Fusion, Human Slash Machine Fusion. Let me repeat that, Cyborg Soldier 2050, colon, human-slash-machine fusion. We'd call that the merger of man and machine. In the words of Ray Kurzweil, we would call that singularity, folks. Human-machine fusion and the implications for the future of the DoD. And this is written by Peter Emanuel, Research and Technology Directorate, Scott Welper Naval Research Laboratory, Washington, DC, Diane DeUlius National Defense University, Washington, DC, Natalie Klein, US Army Medical Research and Development Command, Fort Dietrich, right up the street from me. You've got James B. Petro. Office of the Undersecretary of Defense for Research and Engineering, Alexandria, Virginia. James Giordano, Georgetown University, Washington, D.C. And don't worry, folks, because we have a lecture by James Giordano supplied to us by the great Maria Albanese, and we'll be getting into that shortly. But I wanted to introduce this first because Giordano is part of it. And again, I want to repeat this because it's very important, folks, as we're talking about transhumanism and the merger of man and machine. This is a document for the U.S. Army Combat Capabilities Development Command Chemical Biological Center, Cyborg Soldier 2050, Human-Machine Fusion. <laughs> okay. Okay. It says in here, the findings in this report. I will read you the disclaimer, folks. I want to be fully transparent. The findings in this report are not an official policy or position of the Department of the Army, the National Defense University, the Department of Defense, or the United States government. No, no, no. That's why they unclassified this stuff. Okay, so now there's a report documentation page. This is like a government form. It says form approved, OMB number 0704-1088. Okay, then it goes through the authors, performing organizations. Um, I won't read all that to you right now. Uh, sponsoring monitoring agency, Office of the Undersecretary of Defense for Research and Engineering. It goes on, uh, distribution approved for public release. Okay. Supplementary notes. It says U.S. Army Combat Capabilities Development Command Chemical Biological Center was previously known as U.S. Army Edgewood Chemical Biological Center. It goes on here abstract. Okay. The Office of the Under Secretary of Defense for Research and Engineering, Alexandria, Virginia, established the DOD Biotechnologies for Health and Human Performance Council. That's the BH. PC study group to continually assess research and development in biotechnology. The BH. PC Group assesses scientific advances for improved health and performance with potential military application, identifies corresponding risks and opportunities and ethical, legal, and social implications, and provides senior leadership with recommendations for mitigating adversarial threats and maximizing opportunities for future U.S. forces, right? So right there now, you get a little of the truth, right? It's for mitigating adversarial threats and maximizing opportunities for future U.S. forces. At the direction of the BHPC Executive Committee, the BHPC study group conducted a year-long assessment entitled Cyborg Soldier 2050, Human-Machine Fusion and the Impact for the Future of the DoD. The primary objective of this effort was to forecast and evaluate the military implications of machines that are physically integrated with the human body to augment and enhance human performance over the next 30 years. You heard it right, folks. You heard it. This is a government document on the merger of man and machine for military uses goes on to say this report summarizes the assessment and findings identifies four potential military use cases for new technologies in this area and assesses their impact upon the department of defense organizational structure warfighter doctrine and tactics and interoperability with united states allies and civil society okay then it goes on some more information again we're looking at Sort of a government document here. Join us at paint.tv slash gold if you ever want to take a look at this stuff. Or dig it up on the internet for yourself. I don't know. All right. Uh, Preface here. The work described in this report was started in September 2018 and completed in August 2019. So this happened under the Trump administration. It goes on to say the use of either trade or manufacturer's names in this report does not constitute an official endorsement of any commercial products. This report may not be cited for purposes of advertisement. Part of the work performed in this report was conducted when the U.S. Army Combat Capabilities Development Command Chemical Biological Center, the CCDC-CBC, Aberdeen Proving Ground, Maryland, was known as the Edgewood Chemical Biological Center, ECBC. This report has been approved for a public release. So the only reason it's saying that is uh, part of it. Uh, was uh, performed was conducted when this new agency the ccdc cbc was called the ecbc so hopefully i'll remember that and as we review it then i will be able to remind you of that so it's not so confusing uh let's just read the acknowledgments. i mean what the heck we might recognize some of these names the authors wish to acknowledge contributions from the following individuals these would be great uh side studies to do by the way calvin chu from the ecbc jason git uh gitlin brianna mcnamara uh alexandra e Miklos, cc cbc carrie frank from the pew research center washington dc rhonda allen patrick mason jason alds jim carney shawnee Cohn, lisa troyer zara ahmad peter carr joshua swift Mallory Stalker, Andrew Midzak, Wallace Patterson, Thomas Herzig, Dave Shepard, Rajesh Naik. Remember, all these people know about the uh, Super Soldier Cyber Program, folks, Merging Man and Machine. Lots of them out there, more than you'd imagine. Laura Reagan, Jim Sion, Edward Perkins, Linda Chrissy, Michael Grinsmeier, or Grinkmeyer. Uh, Marty Jet Tilton, Lisa Lott, Brandon S. Martin, Mimi Strand, James Giordano. Yeah, he's credited anyway. Uh, Deborah Taylor, Teresa Warfel, and Chever, Fritz Schultz, Jay Bucci, Stephanie Larson, Robert McCrate, Laura R. Brosh, Haley Nolan, Nancy Kelly Loftnein, Christian. Whitchurch, Hal Greenwald, Eric Fried, Eric Erickson. That's interesting. Troy Alexander, Ben Lawson, and Jimmy Gallagher. I don't know. If you recognize any of these names for some reason, hit me up on social media or pain.tv slash gold or my email gold at pain.tv. Let's do the executive summary right here. A DOD Biotechnologies for Health and Human Performance Council Study group surveyed a wide range of current and emerging technologies relevant to assisting and augmenting human performance in many domains. The team used this information to develop a series of vignettes as case studies for discussion and analysis, including feasibility, military application, and ethical, legal, and social implications. ELSI considerations. Okay, ELSI is ethical, legal, and social implications. Ultimately, the team selected four vignettes as being technically feasible by 2050 or earlier. The following vignettes are relevant to military needs and offer capabilities beyond current military systems, okay? Relevant to military needs and offer capabilities beyond current military systems. Number one, ocular enhancements to imaging sight and situational awareness, all right? Number two, restoration and program muscular control through an optogenetic bodysuit sensor web. Hmm, what's that? Number three, auditory enhancement for communication and protection. And number four, direct neural enhancement of the human brain for two-way data transfer. Folks, this is in the government document This was sanctioned by the U.S. Army and the Department of Defense by some mad scientist transhumanists, one of which is out there on a podcast on military.com promoting the tenets of the fourth industrial revolution. This is your government, ladies and gentlemen. You want to get into the Joe Biden executive order? which we will eventually do. But you want to get into that. Everybody's talking about that. Why aren't people covering this? Why aren't people covering this paper that came out of the U.S. Army, sanctioned by the Department of Defense, paid for by our government, on how to merge man with machine and how these enhancements could could be used for the benefit of the U.S. Army? How about we talk about this? This document right here, it's completely unclassified. We don't need to get into all the conspiracy theory stuff about what the government may or may not do with the executive order that Joe Biden signed a few days ago because the government is already doing this stuff right out in the open they're researching it they're developing it they're hiring these quack doctors these transhumanist weirdos to develop it right out in the open number four they talk about direct neural enhancement of the human brain for two-way data transfer That is what Elon Musk talked about, being able to send data packets back and forth, being able to upload programs into the human brain like in the movie The Matrix. This is what your government is working on. All Joe Biden's executive order does is authorize, normalize, basically, normalize the technologies that our government has already been developing, folks. Think about that. Direct neural enhancement of the human brain for two-way data transfer. Input, output, upload, download. That is the Neuralink. That is Elon Musk, folks. This is what your government is doing. Should you be concerned about this? Yeah, you should be concerned about this. Our military is developing this. They're talking openly about turning people into Incredible Hulk, sending them out into a battlefield with an Iron Man suit on, and whether or not he'll be treated fairly when he gets captured in combat for stomping on little children all over the place, and whether or not he'll follow commands, whether or not he will operate under the code of ethics, although they want to make it ethical to turn him into Incredible Hulk in the first place. Ladies and gentlemen, have a good night. I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard. We will be back tomorrow with more of this. And Dr. Charles Morgan Third, folks, sleep on this. Think about this stuff. Ask yourself, should the government be doing this? Should our government be doing this? Should they be hacking soldiers and turning them into Marvel superheroes? i would say turning them into marvel villains because if we're going to go down this path then we are the villains we have no moral high ground if we are going to start building genetically modified dna spliced super soldiers all right folks seriously have a good night this is dustin gold this is the dustin gold standard you are listening to pain.tv slash gold
1: the matrix is a computer generated dream world built